It's time for Around the Ozark Sports Scene, brought to you by Fast Break Sports, the largest selection of cards and card supplies in southwest Missouri. Now here's your host, Scott Perrier. Welcome in to another edition of Around the Ozark Sports Scene. I am Scott Perrier. As always, appreciate you taking time to listen to the podcast and we're going to give you a double dose today, a, a little fun with uh, a couple of Reagans. I guess it'd be Reaganomics or Everybody Loves Reagan. But we're going to talk to um, former Lebanon basketball standout Reagan McCowan, who's tearing it up at Western Illinois. And also a former Springfield Catholic golfing standout um, Reagan Zabilski down at Arkansas as a sophomore, the uh, number one, two, or three player down there for the Razorbacks, uh, a top five program in the country. So, Going to have fun with the Reagans today, uh, a couple short interviews with them, catch up on what they're doing, and as always, we start our uh, our podcast off with our look ahead to what's going on uh, this week in area sports. Of course, uh, it's basketball everywhere. Uh, high school basketball, the uh, classes one, two, and three are in there. State uh, sectionals, quarterfinals, trying to get to the final four mode. A um, couple of the teams that we're watching in particular are the Greenwood Boys and the uh, Fairgrove Girls, both of them, as well as the Skyline Girls, all with a great chance to uh, make a run in the small schools uh, toward Columbia and a state championship uh, next week. But here uh, in town, uh, in the area, a couple of big districts with the classes 4, 5, and 6. The Class 6 district out of Glendale will be uh, a fun one to watch all week. On the boys' side, I believe they get kicked off this Thursday night. Uh, you've got uh, the likes of Top Seed Central, Kickapoo, Nixa, Republican, Glendale are the top five seeds there, and all of them capable of getting hot at the right time and, and winning that district. That, again, on the boys' side, I know is a Thursday night, Saturday afternoon, and then Tuesday for the finals. Uh, I believe the girls are Wednesday, Friday, and Monday um, for the cham- championship game in that district. So, a lot of fun out at Glendale this week. Uh, also up at Marshfield, the Class 5 district. Uh, another dandy on both sides, boys and girls. Uh, Marshfield girls looking strong with uh, Coach Katie Pritchard's squad uh, being one of the best in the Ozarks all year. So good luck to all those high school teams. If you lose now, you're done. That's not a good feeling, but uh, the winners uh, survive in advance, and that's the motto right now uh, throughout the Ozarks. Lady Bears basketball, uh, Coach Beth Cunningham's team's 18-7 and overall, 12-4 and in the Missouri Valley. Uh, they have a homestand this week. They're home with Bradley on Thursday night and then Illinois State on Saturday. Uh, they're finishing up their regular season. Next week they've got road games at Illinois, Chicago, and Valparaiso before they head to their uh, Valley Championship tournament. But uh, good season by the Lady Bears. Uh, should get to that 20-win mark uh, this week and – Another fantastic job by Beth Cunningham. Basketball Bears, uh, they're 15-14. and 14, They're 7-11 in the Valley. They've lost five of their last six. Not a good finish for Dana Ford and, and his job security. But uh, they are at Illinois State as we tape this uh, on Wednesday night. And then they're home on Sunday uh, versus Illinois-Chicago, their final game of the regular season. They will be up in St. Louis next week for Arch Madness and probably in the play-in round unless something miraculous happens. Finally, in the look ahead, uh, the baseball Bears are home this weekend. They've opened on the road. They're off to a 4-3 and three start. Uh, dropped two uh, very tough one-run decisions down at uh, another uh, mid-major power in Southern Miss down in Hattiesburg over the weekend. Um, but off to a 4-3 and three start, as you mentioned. They opened their home slate this weekend 
Arkansas State coming in for games scheduled Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I know the weather on the weekend is supposed to be uh, pretty nice, so get a chance to get out and see uh, Coach Keith Gutton's Bears in their final season under him. After 42 years, he announced his retirement, of course, uh, last uh, fall and was on the podcast with us back in November. But uh, he's got a good squad, got some good young players. Uh, sophomore Zach Stewart from Lebanon is the uh, Valley Offensive Player of the Week. Had a good weekend down there in Hattiesburg. I know freshman Curry Sutherland from Rogersville. I expect them big things out of him as well. So get out and catch baseball Bears action this weekend at home against Arkansas State. First guest today on Around the Ozark Sports Scene is a former standout of Lebanon High School, a basketball star up there, has taken her talents to beautiful Macomb, Illinois, for Western Illinois University, and she is setting the world on fire her freshman year there. We welcome Reagan McCowan to the uh, podcast. Hi, Reagan. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. You betcha, absolutely. And and we got to talk about it. 45 points <laughs> this weekend uh, against Southern Indiana. Uh, a new record for a women's basketball player in Western Hall. I, I'm sure they've been playing there for decades. Uh, what mm-hmm. happened? I, I know you've had, what, two or three 30-point-plus games already this year, yeah. but, but 45. How, how did this happen? I I don't even know. I just uh, I felt like I had a hot hand, and I ended up uh, – I saw on my Twitter that I had 15 fouls drawn, uh, which I think – I shot at maybe 18 free throws, but I I drew like 15 fouls or something. I just I feel like the more I go to the line, the more I get going, and so I think I just had the hot hand, honestly. Well, and you've got a coach, uh, JD Gravina, who who doesn't mind feeding that hot hand, right? That that helps, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I uh, I went back and looked, and I ended up playing. I think it ended up being 43 minutes. So he he definitely had no problem that game. Is there a uh, you know, a lot of the gyms now have a scoreboard where it's got the running point total for individuals. Uh-huh. Does yours have that? Yeah, we do. And actually, I had no clue. I knew I, I had a pretty good first half. I had maybe a 14, 12. That's, that's pretty good normally for me. And so I was like, oh, like I really got to keep this going. And then I believe it was the beginning of the third quarter, maybe the middle of the third quarter, and I was shooting free throws. And my teammate, uh, Addie Brownfield, she's from Boonville, Missouri, she comes to me and she's like, okay, Ray, I see you with a 30-burger. And I was like, huh? So I look up because, you know, our our scoreboard has the little uh, point totals. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, uh, that was quick. So I was like, well, might as well keep this rolling. Absolutely. And, and you know, you've got teammates that can recognize that hot hand clearly and, uh-huh. and uh, get the ball in your hands. Is that a – you know, a lot of times with a freshman, you kind of work your way in and – and you know you got to earn the respect of the seniors, and and then they get you the ball. It seems like from the get go that that wasn't a problem with you guys at Western Illinois, right? For sure, I think it definitely took me a little bit of time to to fit in with this team. But um, honestly, JD has done better, I think, uh, than any other coach I've had of just kind of integrating me in. And he had talked to other players before I even came, and and was was talking me up. So I think honestly that's what helped a lot. Well, and I know I was reading some of the materials that, that Coach Gravina had said, you know, after last year's recruiting class, I think he stacked uh, back-to-back really good ones. Are you a pretty young team there at Western Illinois? Absolutely. I, I would have to agree with him. Um, I think we our, our core is, is pretty young, and obviously that comes with some turnovers, and it has it probably lost us some games this season, but it's like 
a lot of us are freshmen, sophomores, and then there's kind of an age gap. We don't have any juniors on the team. Uh, we have one transfer from Juco. She's technically a junior, but um, it's all of us young ones, and then we have uh, a couple seniors and a fifth year. So I'd say our, young, our, our core is really young. Well, that's awesome for the future there. And, and uh, you know, looking at your stats, you're averaging 19 points and eight rebounds a game. Um, <laughs> it, it's almost becoming comical now. The Ohio Valley Conference awards each week. You're now up to 16 <laughs> of them, I believe, if I if I've got my count right. You've been the freshman of the uh, of the week 12 times. Been the actual player of the week in the Ohio Valley Conference four times. If they gave you anything for that, you probably have to move out of your dorm because there wouldn't be enough room <laughs> for it. But um, I would love that. Unfortunately, not. <laughs> oh, really? This yeah. is you're a freshman. This isn't supposed to happen with freshmen. I mean, what? What do you? I mean, did you anticipate there'd be a transition period for you where the speed of the game and all these things they talk about that you've got to figure out? To, because I mean, you you hit the ground running, and it, and it reminds me. Yeah. When I was at Drury, um, as the SID there, Alex Hall scored 33 points in his first college game, you know, from Kickapoo over to, to uh-huh. Drury and never slowed up. And, and you've kind of done the same thing on the women's side. Did, have you surprised yourself a little bit with, with the way this season's gone? Uh, I wouldn't say surprise myself. This was my – honestly, this was my plan all along coming in. I had honestly – I mean, that was – Coming in and getting playing time immediately was one of the biggest things to me. I didn't want to go somewhere where I was going to have to sit the bench or play behind somebody. So I think that was one of my reasons for honestly coming to WIU. And that and then having a coach who wanted to play me right away and believed that I could play right away, I think, was another big thing. I would say the summer uh, before my freshman year was honestly my toughest uh, adjusting time. It was just so tough. You come in, you've never played with these girls before, you're like, man, everyone is just so good. And it honestly, it took me a while. I would say, I mean, I remember Coach had said this in an interview a couple weeks ago. He said that once games started rolling, that's kind of when my confidence shot up, and I'd have to agree with him. I think um, playing against the same girls in practice over and over maybe gets a little bit repetitive. But I think once games started happening, I think it's really when I – I caught my fire and my confidence started going up for sure. Well, I know you committed. Uh, I actually signed uh, what November of your uh, of your senior year, your, your early signing period there. Yeah. When did yeah. you When did you commit to Macomb, Illinois, and Western Illinois, and and what was the decision? What did it come down to? I committed. Uh, I believe it was like the day after Halloween. I think because I wanted to commit before my senior season happened mm-hmm. um, and just kind of get it out of the way and not stress about it anymore. The recruiting process was really, really stressful for me. So I got it out of the way then and then I would say there was a lot of reasons uh, for coming to Western Illinois. I think one of the main ones definitely was uh, the coaches and especially JD. He wanted me more than any other coach um, who was recruiting me and he made it very apparent and then Honestly, the girls here, I would say I fit in with this group of girls more than anywhere else as well. And then another thing is um, I had kind of caught wind that maybe uh, West Illinois was most likely going to move to the Ohio Valley Conference. And uh, that conference, like generally speaking, is pretty close to my parents, other than, I mean, compared to the Summit League. So that was a big deal to me, too, my parents being able to come to games. Sure. 
Yeah, you're an athletic five eleven guard. Uh, you know, what was the knock on you? Do you think uh, from other D ones? You know, maybe a, a higher level. Yeah, what what were, what were they saying about Reagan McCowan? For sure, I would say honestly, a lot of coaches didn't know like what position they were going to play me in, which is something that I love about here. Is that like we pretty much play five out or four out one in and at West Illinois, and then. Like, pretty much, I would consider myself a pretty positional player. Like, I can play, honestly, I've played five here, too. So, it's like I can play one through five. I can bring the ball up. I can also, you know, post up, which is something that you kind of see in high school because players have to do. But it's something that, honestly, that I really thrive at. And I think a lot of coaches maybe weren't comfortable with me doing that at a college level. They kind of questioned, could I do it at a college level? Which is something that J.D., I think, never doubted, which which I really liked. And um, I think maybe some coaches were probably a little concerned about my shooting, if I was able to shoot, uh, if I was able to make a college three and whatnot. So I think probably those were, those are the things maybe some coaches were thinking. Are you a, are you a chip on the shoulder kind of player? I mean, do things kind of motivate you that way? Do you remember some of the, the things that were said in the schools that didn't pay attention? Oh, yeah. For sure. I I do. Um, I wouldn't really say, certainly, like, shift my shoulder. I'm always just the type of person to be like, well, if it works out, it's going to. So a lot of that stuff I really didn't take to heart because I knew, like, I knew what I was capable of and I knew what I wanted to do with my college career. So it was kind of just like, a, well, oh, well, I mean, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And uh, it honestly ended up, like, for the better for me. I mean, not every kid goes out. I think you were a sophomore, weren't you, and had a 23-point, 23-rebound game. Is that, was that sophomore year? Yeah, that was my sophomore year at Parkview. Yeah, and, and you know, finished up with over 2,000 points, the all-time scoring leader there at Lebanon. Uh, Kelsey Winfrey barely got to hold that crown for a while, didn't she, before you came <laughs> along. And was she somebody yeah. that you kind of – did you play with her at all, or was she uh, always ahead of you year-wise? I had never played with her. She was, I think <sighs> – probably three or four years out of when I was in high school. Okay. But she was always someone that I looked up to, though. Um, always watched her high school games. Um, I think we worked out a little bit. She And she's a great person, too. I had also kind of saw her, her college experience and realized that that's not what I wanted to get out of my college experience. She had gone to Mizzou for two years, transferred to her. She ended up loving it, absolutely. But I saw those first two years and how how they really affected her and her college career and I just I didn't want to do it. I wanted to go somewhere where I could play right away. Now you played for Jackie Payne, right? At at Lebanon? Yeah. Yeah. He was a guy that knew how to shoot it and when to shoot it and never was bashful about it. Did it help playing for a guy like that to kind of build that offensive confidence? Absolutely. I would say he's he's probably definitely more of an offensive coach, but I think that helped me too, him being a player. And I had heard, like you said, from people, he was definitely not afraid to shoot the rock. So I would say shot selection was something that I never got bashed for in my high school career. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we've talked a lot about your relationship with with J.D. Gravina. You know, I I remember him from when he was at Quincy and and during my Drury days, just a a nice guy, fun guy to be around and very, uh, you know, positive and uplifting that sure. said, you know where I'm going with this. He's probably nervous as all get out because the NCAA world we live in now is is out of control and crazy with the transfer portal and 
tampering and things like that. Um, without naming any names, have you had people get word to you that to see if you're interested in, in leaving uh, Western Illinois? How is that whole thing playing out for you right now? Um, not yet. I would say I get asked about it maybe once a day uh, right now anyways. I get asked about it quite often, but uh, right now no one really is, and I don't think they can because of the tampering rules, but I'll just tell you right now, Scott, I'm, I'm really enjoying it here at Western Illinois. And, well, and, and, you know, the things you say, and, and, you know, I know a big factor for you, and, and again, that could change, but the loyalty that Coach Gravina showed to you and, that you know, right. to, to bring you in and, and let you be Reagan McCowan right off the get-go Absolutely. there. I mean, that, that stuff all weighs in your mind, doesn't it? For sure. I mean, another thing is, too, I mean, he believed in me when, I mean, if people do start to reach out, you know, it's something that, something for me to definitely think about is that he believed in me when no one else really did. So that is something that I will always appreciate from him for sure. And then letting me really come into college and embrace the type of player I was, even from high school, didn't have to change much, which was something that I really appreciated as well. Um, grew up with a dad as a, as a basketball coach. Your dad, Scott, uh, now he's just a boring old insurance guy, isn't he? But uh, lived a life <laughs> as a you know, good high school player at Buffalo, went on and played college ball, coached at Drury with Gary Stanfield, and then uh, D1 assistant at SEMO. Were you a gym rat growing up? Always. I would say him being a basketball coach definitely has obviously made me the player I am today. I would say um, – Another thing is that maybe not a lot of people think about. He's always helped me work me out, um, rebounded for me, been the best, most supportive dad. But something I think that I was so thankful for um, with him and his coaching experience was me during the recruiting process. Because mm-hmm. it, it can get pretty tricky, and he really knew his in and outs with the recruiting process, what coaches were going to try to say to me, how they were going to try to sway me. And so I would say, like, with his background, that definitely helped me the most during the recruiting process. Well, you guys are uh, coming up on the end of the season, 16-11 overall, 7-9 and in Ohio Valley. You've hit, hit a little bit of a four-game losing streak here that I'm sure you're not happy about there. But uh, sure. is this a, a team that uh, can go to the Ohio Valley tournament in, in Evansville and get on a roll and, and maybe get Absolutely. to the big dance? Absolutely. I think um, – the way that the tournament's set up, it's I do not like it. The first and second seed get two buys, so they just have to win two games to get into the NCAA tournament. But I honestly think that could work a little bit um, towards our advantage. I think we go up to Evansville, we get a couple couple wins, and then keep it rolling on a four-game. You have to win four in a row to, to make the tournament. But I honestly think it's definitely something that we're capable of. If everybody comes back then, how many starters would you have back next year? Uh, we would have we'd have three starters. Three we're, starters out of our starting lineup. We're losing Anna Dietz and then Alyssa Dance, our post player. Okay, and did they sign some early that uh, can help immediately? Or I think so. I think we have a post player coming from uh, Iowa who who should be helping us out. Very good. What's your uh, your spring and summer look like? Do you come back to Lebanon for the the summer? Yeah. So another also another reason why I love this school. JD is super big on once it's basketball season, it's basketball season, and we grind. But he likes—he's a big family guy. He he lets us have our personal time, which I really do appreciate. So all of July, um, we have, or honestly, half of May because we end school May 12th, and then um, we get the rest of May off. All of July, 
June off, and then we come back, come back in July, uh, work out until the last week of July, and then we're headed to Costa Rica to play a couple games this summer. That sounds like fun, and it sounds like a great yeah. approach to avoid burnout and keep you guys excited sure. and fresh, doesn't it? For sure. I, I would have to agree with that, for sure. Well, Reagan, I, I know that your teammate mentioned the 30-burger. Let's see if you can get a 50-burger um, before this is done. But uh, phenomenal season you've got going there. Congratulations. And we love checking the uh, box scores. And, and uh, old Scott McCown's good about the Facebook posts on the uh, oh, the, the awards because that uh, keeps us all posted and, and keeps us aware of what's going on. But keep it going, okay? All right, for sure. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Reagan. Special uh, guest as the second part of our Double Reagans, our Reaganomics, our Everybody Loves Reagan special podcast today is Reagan Zabilski, the sophomore at University of Arkansas, former Springfield Catholic golf star. Reagan Z, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. And, you know, I'm going to have trouble labeling this one. I'll just tell people before it comes out because Reagan McCowan spells it R-A-E, and you're an REA, so I don't, I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. I've got a couple days to figure it out, but uh, nice to have two very nice and very uh, successful Reagans on the same podcast. Thank you for having me. You betcha. So, uh, sophomore season of golf at uh, University of Arkansas. Of course, it's split up into two seasons, the fall season and the spring. Spring is really the NCAA uh, season with the championships and the SEC tournament and all that. Kind of give us a summary of uh, year two for Reagan Zabilski at uh, U of A. Yeah, so um, got back around January 15th, and the weather was not great, not super conducive for the preparation, but um, our first tournament of the spring season was in Puerto Rico, so we ended up going a few days early um, to get some reps in, and we ended up winning that tournament. We came back from a 10-shot uh, uh, deficit, I think, on the last day. We shot 12 under, and we ended up winning by one, which is crazy that college golf always comes down to one shot because you got five girls on each team. Mm-hmm. So you could have a five-shot swing in a two-hole um, section, which is crazy. But I feel like that's always the way it ends up. But then... Um, about a week ago, we played in a tournament in Melbourne, Florida. It was the Moon Invitational and had about 17 teams, about nine SEC teams. So it was a good um, kind of kickstart to some of the fields that we'll be seeing in the future. Um, didn't have our best stuff. The weather was really janky. Um, we ended up playing our practice round in the first round in the same day because um, the original first round start date was a complete wash because of rain. Um, so had to adjust, had to pivot, but still, still a solid finish. Um, and we leave on Friday for the Darius Rucker intercollegiate, which is always like a fan favorite every year. Um, it's in Hilton Head. There's a big concert at the tournament, um, and it's on the Golf Channel. It's next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you'll wave at everybody from back here, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Did you, uh, um, before you went down to Arkansas, did you know who Darius Rucker was? I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, I, you know, I used to, on our radio uh, interviews, used to make you call the hogs. I think we're going to have to make you sing your favorite Darius Rucker song. Um, oh, no. Before we finish up today. 
Do you know which one that is, by the way, or not? Um, Wagon so, wheel. That, that's a fun one. Okay, so yes, because um, one of my teammates, she's from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, she didn't know who Darius Rucker was, didn't know he existed until her freshman year when she went to this tournament. And that was like the first song that he sang in his concert. And it, it has stuck with her ever since. Like, <laughs> if you ask her, hey, do you know country music? She'll say, yes, I know Darius Rucker and I know Wagon Wheel. Oh, good. Well, good. She's learning quick. She'll maybe pick up another song this year while she's there, right? Yeah. Well, pick up uh, another song this year. So um, that's the one that we always sing. Uh, and that's the fan favorite. Yes, and he's had several. I, you know, he played here at Drury uh, at the O'Reilly Center back when they were doing concerts there, and he was really good. I think that was when he first made the crossover from Hootie and the Blow, Blowfish to uh, to Country Star there. But, uh, you know, you brought, you brought up a good point there because I'm looking down the roster, and I see Argentina, Spain, Paraguay, Texas, which is its own country anyway, uh, Colombia, not the city, but the country, Mexico, South Africa, and then a couple Arizonas and beautiful Springfield, Missouri. What what is what is it like for all you guys when you first meet? And and I mean, are there language barriers? Or are there things you laugh at each other over because the customs are different? What's that like oh. um, with, with a new team? Honestly, I'm glad you asked this question because we were, this actually came up in conversation the other day. So. We have 10 girls total. Five of them are come from Spanish-speaking countries. And then you have South Africa, which she she's a lot more like it. She's been here for five years. She, she's she's going to live here for the rest of her life. We kind of, we have matches, you know, Latin versus Americans, and she's always on the American side. But um, five of the girls come from a Spanish-speaking country. And honestly, it is so fun, like, it's been probably one of my top three favorite things about coming here because number one, we learn from each other every day. Um, number two, their culture is so awesome. They're so fun, so fiery, so just so animated. Um, and also I took three years of Spanish in high school, didn't retain any of it, but I think the year and a half that I've been here, I've retained more Spanish from just hearing it than I did in school. So I think personally, so Miriam Aora, she's from Barcelona, Spain. I'm actually thinking that I'm going to go visit her in Spain this summer. So it's just gaining these connections like through this, it, it'll give me friendships for a lifetime, places to travel. Uh, and we just have fun together. I mean, we laugh at each other all the time. Like SEC is in Birmingham, Alabama. Miriam can't say Birmingham, so that's always been something that, you know, we laugh at every time we go to SECs. You know, we're going to Brighamham. It's like, no, Miriam, it's Birmingham. <laughs> um, so just like stuff like that, it's been so fun to um, kind of learn from each other because they do a lot of things very differently in Spain, for example, and in Paraguay than they do here. And, you know, I think being from two hours away, like they always love, like, hey, are you going home this weekend? I'm going to come with you. Um stuff like that and getting them to know my family and like Miriam being a nine hour flight away having a family like mom and dad to get to know and to have a place to go if she's ever here alone 
summer if she ever needs anything. So it's been really fun. It's something that I am really grateful for. I'm a little disappointed, Coach Taylor, because when I looked uh, at the roster, um, there's a freshman from Goodyear, Arizona. Abby, is it shut or shoot? Shoot. Well, she's a redhead. And did you explain to Coach Taylor that I'm the redhead on this team? You know, I did, but Abby and I, we get mistaken as sisters, like, everywhere we go together. Like, <laughs> hey, like, you guys sisters, whatever. But honestly, like, it's been so fun because she's just as fiery and as animated as I am. Um, and Shauna's always like, man, like, I recruited two redheads. Like, what are we going to do? Uh, but, no, she's a treat. Are those uh, characteristics of a redhead fiery? I mean, you, you don't ever hear yes. any that are very passive, do you? No. No? Absolutely not. just doesn't happen, right? It just rarely. What, uh, you know, your fall schedule, you talked about the start this spring. Uh, you guys went back to Pebble, and, and you had your blessings event, which looks like it had a little weather issue as well. Did <laughs> you feel like you, you played pretty uh, pretty well in the fall? Oh, yeah. Individually and team-wise, I think, was – um, very, very stellar for our group. Um, we went out to Pebble and we finished runner up there against seven really good teams. Um, and then Blessings, we, I mean, of course, we had a home field advantage there. I mean, Blessings, you just can't get it in one or two days. Um, but we all played really solid there. The third round got rained out, but. Uh, the first two days were still enough to get it done by a pretty good margin, I, if I can remember. Um, and then we went to Trinity Forest, which is in Dallas, for the Stevens Cup, which um, Mr. Stevens is a very generous Arkansas Razorback fan slash donor. Um, so we are actually the host team for that event every year. And they take like six of like the best teams seven maybe uh, in the country at the time and they bring them to a site like the first year was a lotion the second year we played at Seminole so my freshman year and then this past year it's Trinity Forest um, and honestly we didn't play bad at that event we just got beat by some really good golf and that happens sometimes um, but I had a really good finish I think it was like my first top 10 or like 11th place or something like that um, and that was good. And then we had a really long off season because we only had three events, which is normally you have four or five because we have five regular season events in the spring. So we had a lot of downtime, which some of our girls went and played the world amateur um, representing their countries. And so that gave them the opportunity to go play in some events in their home countries. But we were ranked number one for, we get crap, but a very short period of time, but we still did it. Finished the fall season ranked third. Uh, started the spring season ranked third, and I think we dropped a few after last week. But um, been overall a very good year. Very good team chemistry. Um, having a lot of fun with this group. Uh, we're a very good golf team. We're capable of doing some pretty, pretty good things this year. So I'm really excited and I'm pumped up for, for everyone. Uh, you got uh, any newcomers, new faces, or is it pretty much the same team as last year? Um, so my freshman year, we had 10. Um, we had two girls transfer. One of them was my fellow freshman and then a sophomore. They both transferred out. And then we had 
two new girls come in the fall, Abby, my fellow redhead uh, from Phoenix, and then Maria Jose Marine from Cali, Columbia, who's ranked 15th in the world right now. Uh, and she's four foot eleven of just fiery animated attitude. I mean, that kid is probably one of the greatest golfers I've ever seen, but does it in such a boring way that just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> but she's amazing at what she does, and it's been such a treat to, you know, learn from her, especially learning from someone younger. Like, we feed off of each other. Like, I have helped her with balancing school and balancing being a freshman in college, but she's helped me so much, like, with my game, and she'll go out with me and say, no, Reagan, you can't chip that way, you know, and, like, feeding off of her for some things, which has been fun. Um, this has been a great addition to the team. And then we're actually getting three next fall, but we're losing four. So it's going to be a bit of a bit of a roster change next year. So, Maria, four foot eleven freshman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're, are you 5'11"? What, what do you officially list I, your... I think that I'm officially listed as 5'11", but, like, at that point, I might as well say six foot. With Hoka's on, I'm six foot. <laughs> do you blow it by her lengthwise and, and she just pecks oh. away, or how, how does that go when you guys play? Per pound, she pumps it. I mean, she can move it. But, I mean, she, I've got a foot on so... I mean, she's not the longest person, but she's definitely not the shortest person on our team. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, hits it exactly where she's aimed every time. Reagan, I'm going to hit it nine foot right of the flag, and it's going to roll to three feet. I mean, it happens every time. <laughs> so, and then, you know, on the green, she's just a maniac. She, I mean, makes everything. Speed is perfect. I mean, it's just very boring golf. You talked about uh, the one-stroke thing. Seems like every tournament comes down to one shot somewhere, which has got to be just brutal for five girls mm-hmm. to get on a bus or a plane going home and thinking, well, if I'd have made that four-footer, you know, that type of thing, each one of you. Every time. Yeah. And, um, and of course, you know, last year, I think, wasn't that a one-shot thing that kept you from going to the NCAA finals? It was. Yeah. It was, yep. And so, um, how is this? Is this team better equipped? Do you think for an SEC championship and and an NCAA championship run? Hundred percent. I'm telling you right now, we have the means to win SECs and nationals. Um, we have all ten of us are capable, and the six that we have on the bus every week can do some really special things. And I think this is like talking to my coaches and it's like we have a lot of talent but we also have really hard workers who are able to hone in on stuff that they need to get that one percent better at and i mean as you know anything can happen in match play but we have some really good match players who will just beat you down like maho and i we call it maho maria jose maho Maho and I played a match in our, like, little Ryder Cup that we have, like I said, the Spanish speakers versus English speakers. And she, by the way, has no concept of time, probably runs 10 to 15 minutes late to everything that we have. (laughs) And she's had to learn. She's only 17, so we give her a little bit of grace on that. But she, uh, I'm I'm warm enough for a match. This was in November, so it was, like, off-season. I'm warm enough where's Maho? Maho gets there about 37 seconds before the tea time. 
no warm-up, no nothing. Goes out there, birdie, 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 birdie. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not a good habit to get into yeah. for you. I mean, you probably ought to hit some balls. And, and so, hey, what what is the big difference between uh, Reagan Zabilski, the freshman, and the sophomore version this year? Oh, man. Um, honestly, I think experience. And uh, I have more things in my tool belt, and I'm, I'm more quick. I, my freshman year, I didn't know anything about what was happening. So many unknowns. I was hurt in the spring for a short period of time. And honestly, like, I think I've just grown a lot, and I've been able to take a little bit of a leadership role on the team um, as a sophomore, and I think that being able to do that has allowed me to learn a lot more about my teammates and um, honestly I just don't get frazzled easy anymore and I think being a college athlete is really really hard and you have to have a lot of patience and grace towards yourself because it's not always going to be easy and it does it's not like it looks on the outside I mean it's brutal you're up at 5 30 a.m. every morning and sometimes you're up until 11 studying because you were gone for four days and have no idea what's going on in class. So I think just kind of being prepared uh, and managing my time has uh, allowed me to learn a lot more about myself. Yeah, that being said, and, and the grind that you've discovered that, that college golf is, does that make you approach your, your upcoming summer a little differently than maybe you thought you would in terms of your schedule and how much you want to play and how much you want to travel and things like that to go play? Yeah. So, I mean, nationals is middle-ish, middle half-ish, back half of May. And then they just introduced uh, something called the Elite Amateur Series. They had it for the men last year, and they just added the women. And it's five amateur events throughout the summer that you can gain points. And whoever, you know, there's like a leaderboard and points that they keep track of just these five or six events and get uh, exemptions to things from. So my goal is to play those five events. And then actually, fun fact, the Missouri Women's Amateur is at Hickory Hills this year. Oh. And, and it's the first year that they're giving a USAM exemption to the winner. So I will be playing home court, home, uh, home court, uh, June 18th through the 20th. Uh, so I'm going to play in that also, along with the five other events, and then hopefully the USAM right before I come back for my junior year. So, you know, you play out there with a bunch of, of adult men, and you outdrive most of them. Um, if you want to mention any right now that you take particular pride in, in outdriving each summer, go ahead. I'll give you about 10 seconds now. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Actually, I went home this past weekend. We had the weekend off, and I played with uh, Wayne, Wayne Frederick, who I've, he's been you know, able to kind of mentor me through the years, which has been great. Um, and then, I mean, just the, 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 the usual Hickory group, you know, the weekend group, Corey Bowman, uh, Jeff Lee, all those, all those people. Uh, I got to play with all of them this weekend. But, no, I mean, it's honestly great. Like, I feel like if I didn't get the experience of playing with those guys every Saturday and Sunday in the summer for the last five years, I don't think that I'd be where I am today. And that's serious. Like, teaming it up from 6,800 yards, 
with three matches going, it's, it prepares you. It really does. Do you drive uh, dad? You know, I, and he'll, he'll argue with me on this. I played with him on Saturday, and I'm telling you, I think I hit it past him at least four or five times, which he, he pumps it. And yeah. so I was very excited whenever I saw my ball, even if it was two and a half yards past his. Still a point. <laughs> well, you should have quite the gallery then for the uh, Missouri Women's Amateur on, on your home course. It, it, it'll be, I guess, depending on whether they're cheering for you or not, based <laughs> on how, how much you beat them out there. But uh, uh, a lot of golf between now and then, Reagan. Um, keep challenging and conquering those hills of the University of Arkansas campus. I know you're probably <laughs> in a lot better shape as a sophomore as you were a freshman when you got there. Oh, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. And um, best of luck to you in the SEC and NCAA. And and do you want to sing a Darius song, or do you just want to save that for another time? We're going to save that for another time. We'll save it for after I experience his concert. Okay. If you win it, you have to sing uh, a Darius song live, okay? Deal. I will sing all of it. Very good. Reagan, always a fun time to catch up with you. Best of luck to you, and we'll do it again uh, later on, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you, Reagan. Wrapping up our weekly Around the Ozark Sports Scene podcast with Scott's thoughts, my ramblings and musings about things in the sports world as they hit me suddenly, and I will share them with you. Uh, One coming out in the last few days was uh, LeBron James complaining about uh, all the attention that is being thrown on his son, Bronny, a freshman out at USC. Uh, Those uh, at the Tournament Champions fans each year remember Bronny James coming here uh, with his Sierra Canyon team uh, few years back and um, not really wowing the crowd with his abilities again he was a young kid then and he was a sophomore fresh actually sophomore at the time but uh, LeBron now is saying quit put putting so much pressure on my kid let him be a kid and let him play that rings a little hollow when you come into a high school tournament and you've got four bodyguards so I know that may, he may feel that's necessary but you kind of bring that attention on, and, and it's too bad for the kid because you're LeBron James' kid. It comes with the territory, so we'll see uh, how that develops. Mentioned uh, on the What's Ahead uh, about the, the uh, basketball Bears, uh, sadly I think the Dana Ford era is about to end. Dana's a good guy, um, good in the community, uh, like the recruits he brings in, but uh, apathy, apathy, apathy has set in. For the basketball bears, the crowds aren't turning out. They weren't turning out all year. Now they've really dwindled. Uh, you lose five of your last six going into the final uh, week of the season. That uh, plays a part in that. But I just feel like that this Missouri State administration is going to say, you know what, we need a fresh start. And, of course, with a new president coming in, uh, that could signal a change as well. So um, looks like that's – now, again, they've got a chance in the Missouri Valley Tournament to get hot. And the talent's there if they're healthy, but uh, we'll see if that happens. Uh, congratulations to all of our state wrestling uh, competitors up in Columbia last weekend. Special shout-out to uh, Nixa senior Brynja Crahan. She finished 52-0 and this year and wrapped up her third consecutive state championship. That's uh, quite the accomplishment in girls wrestling, a sport that's really kind of just come on the scene here in the last uh five or six years in Missouri, but uh, what a finish for that young lady. So congratulations to all the wrestlers. Also, congrats out there to uh, Dave Collins, the veteran swim coach from the Missouri State uh, women's swim and dive team. Also has the men's team over there, but his women have now won eight consecutive Missouri Valley Conference championships. 
Uh, they did it again over the weekend. They just keep doing what they do. And great job by Dave and, and the, uh, the women's team over at Missouri State there. Arkansas has had a miserable sports year. Uh, football was awful. Men's basketball was even worse. Uh, given the expectations, they've kind of climbed out of it and won four of their last seven, which is no great uh, great feat there. But I think Arkansas baseball is going to be the, the sport that all the fans have waited for all year down in Fayetteville and Razorback land. Uh, they're the number two team in the country this week in the poll. Off to a, a solid start, I believe it's 6-2 and two at this taping. They had a phenomenal showing down in Arlington at an event down there. Uh, junior pitcher Hagen Smith struck out 17, a new school record in a 5-4 win over Oregon State, which is also a top-10 team. But Hagen Smith struck out the first 15 batters of the game. Never seen that before in my, uh, my lifetime, but uh, the kid's phenomenal. Uh, junior lefty, he's a top uh, 15 or 20 pick probably in the uh, draft in July, Major League Baseball draft. Arkansas pitchers combined to strike out 25 after uh, against in a 14-inning loss to Oklahoma State one day after they struck out 23 against Oregon State. So it's going to be fun to watch the Razorbacks uh, see what they can do this uh, baseball season. Court storming has been a big subject here uh, in the last uh, few days after the uh, unfortunate incident at Wake Forest where Duke's best player got run over by the, uh, the uh, herd coming onto the floor after an upset win. I don't really know what you do about it to change it unless you start uh, putting up rope around the court and get enough security. But when do you know they're going to win a, a game like that? You know, a game worthy of an upset that creates the uh, court storming. Uh, maybe you delay the court storming 10 seconds. Good luck with that so the other team can get off the floor. Uh, there's talk about schools now starting to suspend the students that they see court storming by video and going back and and uh, suspend them for a week of classes. Is that really a punishment? I know there's some kids who would say, okay, yeah, please go ahead and do that until their parents found out anyway. So don't know what the uh, situation calls for as far as a solution, but um, I don't know that uh, there is one, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, coming out of that if the NCAA uh, can get off their hands with all the other stuff going on and maybe do something about court storming. Big thanks to our sponsor, Fast Break Sports. It's baseball season. Spring training games are, are being played. Go by Fast Break Sports over at their South Campbell location near the Burger King there at Campbell and Battlefield. Go get your baseball cards for the year, your supplies, uh, all that great stuff at Fast Break Sports. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Around the Ozark Sports Day.